Hey everyone, this is Heather and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called How to Relieve Stress Instead of Reliving It. And today is my 50th episode. I can't even believe it. I don't know how that happened so fast. It feels like I was just announcing the start of this podcast and here we are 50 episodes deep and I'm so excited about this one. So here we go, guys. Thanks for supporting me. So I'm going to start with an apology today, guys. You will likely hear my dog slurping. It seems to be nonstop these days with the temperature changes. And also there is some serious chainsaw action in the background. Uh, the power company is clearing trees up front of my place and it's been going on for days. There's been no way around recording around it. So it is what it is. But um, that aside, that's a great lead in actually. Kind of a perfect lead in to today's talk. Stress. <laughs> I mean, I could let this totally stress me out, but I'm not. I'm like beside caring about the little stuff and sweating the little things in life. But this episode's about more than that. I actually think that life without stress or life with minimal stress, let me say that much, unless you're, you know, a monk dedicating your life to truly just releasing it all. (laughs) Um, But I think very nominal amounts of stress is totally possible. So with that said, not medical advice today, guys, just my take on stress, how I personally manage it and my outlook on it and how it's managed to turn everything around for me so that I don't have stress in my life. I could, I mean, I have a fair amount, (laughs) all things considered, you know what I mean? Like, I think we all have to have some level, even if you're just, uh, like, little things. Let's say it's uh, time change and it pops in your mind like, oh no, did I remember to change that clock that, you know, it's a whole reason I left the house at this time. Did I even change that? Like little things like that will pop up throughout someone's day. And some of that I think is kind of like inevitable stress, you know, just a little like quick, you know, heart race moment of like, oh no, did I remember to lock the door? You know, those little things that pop up in our inner workings of our brain that's trying to make sure everything's safe and taken care of, you know, those little things might pop up, but we're talking about the big stress here, like the real, the things that keep you up at night. Um, What are you sitting there thinking about when your head hits the pillow when you should be sleeping? Um, What's making your heart race in the middle of the day every day? You know, that shouldn't be the the case at all. And um, I certainly don't have that going on in my life. So I would just want to share with you why and how that is. So this is going to be kind of funny, but I have a story that I made up that I want to share with you. (laughs) But it's kind of like a little twist on an old tale that I heard years ago. I just tried to kind of modernize it because I think it's a little more relatable. But anyway, story goes like this. There is a guy who desperately wanted his whole life to have this fancy breed of dog, had saved up all his money, and he just had never gotten there to saving up what he needed to be able to get this breed of dog. And he knew that it's something he really wanted, that it would really help his life because this type of dog is a type of dog that would help him to lower his stress and that would uh, be able to help him with what he did for a living. So he had saved and saved and just not hit that that mark. So he had to borrow from a friend in order to get this fancy breed of dog that he wanted. So he finally gets the dog. The day he brings the dog home, the dog slips out the back door and takes off. And so the neighbor who had lent him the money came over, you know, he was a good friend and said, I can't believe your bad luck, you know, and now you owe me all this money and you don't even have the dog to show for it. And 
he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, eh, good thing, bad thing, who knows? So <laughs> the guy was like, all right, you know, kind of like no stress for him, right? He just kind of was like shrugged it off and was like, well, <laughs> we'll see, right? <laughs> so going forward, the dog doesn't return, but not too long after that, he had gone away um, out of town for business. And when he returned home, he noticed that underneath his porch, the dog had returned and its belly was full. It had a full litter of puppies. <laughs> now these puppies were born in a full bred, fancy breed, like a full litter of puppies. So he was able to sell them and make back well more than the money he owed to his friend. And the guy said to him, wow, how lucky are you? And the guy again shrugged his shoulders and just kind of said, you know, good thing or bad thing, who knows? So <laughs> not too long after that, the uh, gentleman, same guy, had a house fire. The house was burned to the ground, nothing was salvageable. He had to move across town and the neighbor friend said to him, oh, this is the worst thing. I can't imagine that this happened to you. I'm so sorry. And the guy again said to him, good thing, bad thing, who knows? Well, the next thing you know, a huge tornado came and tore down that entire town. It didn't leave much in its wake. It pretty much went one way and down the other and everybody lost their home including where the man had previously lived was, was taken down to nothing more than sticks and nails. And so again, the guy said to his friend, I lost everything in this. You're so lucky that you were not there. Um, and come to find out he had also lost his mom in that tornado. So he said, how lucky are you that you and your family weren't there when it hit? Good thing, bad thing. Who knows, right? That's what he said again. <laughs> and he went on to help his neighbors and friends to rebuild their homes. He was a nice guy who just wanted to help out. And he was up on a ladder helping to repair a roof and he slipped and fell. And he was so badly injured that he no longer had the use of his legs. Now, stuck in a wheelchair, his friend said to him, like, I know you've had this optimistic attitude your whole life, <laughs> but I got to think in this situation, you know, you, you really have had the worst happen to you. And the guy, again, never faltered and said, good thing, bad thing, who knows? And sure enough, not long after that, a war broke out and they were going through the town and every and any able-bodied man was recruited for that war. And would you believe that because he was in that wheelchair, he didn't have to go. So good thing, bad thing, who knows, right? <laughs> but do you see where I'm going with this? Um, not just about the man's attitude, but it, in every circumstance, even when it seems like it's the worst possible scenario, you know, all right, this is finally like, gosh, this is the, I mean, who could imagine, right? You save up and save up to finally get this dog you wanted your whole life just to have it run away the same day. Could you possibly see anything positive to come from that? And yet this whole litter of puppies, you know, even just that alone, it's like, yeah, sometimes the gift comes back and sometimes only hindsight shows us the why, you know, 
But when we're talking about stress, we could spend our entire life worried. And there's so much that is wrong with that. One is that you're stuck living in a future that hasn't even happened yet if you're worried about what's to come. You know, you're not even truly present. And so that's one big sort of, um, you know, unfortunate circumstance of worrying. Uh, But also, it's as though you've already decided that when something happens, what makes it good or bad? I mean, really, what makes something that happens good or bad? So I have strong faith. And for me, my faith is what makes it so easy for me to be at peace. Because every single thing that happens in my life, I just know it's, it's for the betterment. I couldn't imagine, so depending on where you fall with your faith, like it doesn't really matter in this, because if whatever it is you choose to put all of your belief and faith and trust in, whatever it is, I don't care if it's a, you know, woodland fairy, whatever it is that you truly hold value to, would you really place all of your faith and hope and belief in something that you believed had ill intention? Because I don't think so. I think most of us believe that we have this good and benevolent God that wants what's best for us. And so in that scenario, there's just no room for worry. And I've talked about this in a past episode before, but worry quite literally is distrust. That's how I think of it. My whole life I've treated worry as distrust because if I start to worry about something, I'm saying, I don't believe you've got me. (laughs) You don't have my best interest at heart. You're currently too busy for me. I'm in the rearview mirror and I have to start taking care of myself because you no longer have me. (laughs) That's basically what you're saying, right? I mean, think about it. If a young child were to be sitting in the backseat of the car and freaking out every time we turned a corner, it's like saying, I don't trust that you can drive this car. My life is in danger. Every twist and turn, I'm terrified. And so that's a trust issue, you know? And I have to have not just trust, but complete faith. And faith is is a lot bigger than hope, a lot bigger. Because it's saying that it's belief in something. It's not just a the hope of it. It's not just fingers crossed. It is truly saying, I believe this. And I do believe that what is happening in my life right now, as much as I hate it, as ugly as it seems, as much as someone could look at me and go, oh my gosh, her life is falling apart. I believe that my life is just getting built up. It's just getting put together. And I believed for the better part of my life so far that my husband was at the center point of that, you know? And and only now am I starting to realize maybe just maybe I was meant to complete his life, but maybe just maybe he wasn't what was meant to complete mine, you know? My life is supposed to go on beyond his. I put a dot, dot, dot after many things that I write about. I don't know any of you that have been following me with my blogging or my um, Facebook posts or whatever. I always put a dot, 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 and it's like a to be continued to me, but um, I don't think that things are done unfolding. And so I don't think that what has been laid out is you know, I, I do think that, yeah, obviously my husband's um, time here on earth had a period and it ended, but um, 
there's just more. I know there is. There's more for me or I wouldn't still be here. You know, I don't necessarily, I didn't feel called to do something from the moment he passed. It wasn't like uh, that happens. Like all of a sudden you lose somebody and then it's all so clear. But it is about keeping that door of possibility wide open. Stop slamming it shut. Stop saying my life's ended because theirs has, you know. And so that was sort of my take on it. But when we're talking stress, um, it's everywhere. Everybody in every workplace, on in every car on the highway. I mean, if you look around, we're so surrounded by stress. And people stress about things that, I mean, well, maybe to us seems highly irrelevant, but to them, it's very important. Even some people on social media, the likes and the whatever, that matters on some level that I, I just can't, it's not palpable to me, like I don't get it. But, um, but I, to them, that's everything. And maybe it's because that's that's their job and they need to have that social following in order to be able to, you know, achieve what they're trying to do. But, um, you know, really looking at what it is and you have to take that step backwards. So it's more like the 50,000 foot overview kind of thing, you know, so that you're really back from it and can kind of look at it from a different lens. Because everybody that I say this to is probably thinking in their own mind how justified their own worry is. Yeah, I know, I don't care about social media following, that's not me, but uh, this is a little bigger than that. This is life or death, right? This is, you know, like millions of dollars that move through my hand at work every day. This is, you know, um, children that I'm educating. This is, you know, and every single one of you is probably already building up this story to back up your story. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're probably already coming up with evidence. And and why is that? Well, there's a few reasons for that. You know, what we look for is what we see. You know, if, if you were to, if somebody gave you an exercise to, you know, look around a, a room real quick and find a black object, as soon as you see it, close your eyes. And then, you know, now I'm saying to you, all right, so what was the yellow object in the room? Oh, geez, I don't know. I didn't see anything yellow. Well, no, because you weren't looking for yellow. You were looking for black. And so I think in large part, what we are seeking out is what we're going to find. And I know there's so many of you looking for evidence right now that your life is stressful and worthy of the stress that you're putting on it. But is it worth your life? So that's the 50,000 foot overview. Because truly, the stress that you're carrying with you every day could lead to a heart attack. It could lead to, um, I mean, a multitude of things, truly. But that cortisol, we've talked about that getting released and pumped into your um, body every day. Oh, my goodness. I mean, even that, the effect that that has for those of you in the like manifesting community, like the effect that that cortisol pumping into you has over anything that you're trying to put into creation and, and see um, into fruition, it just doesn't happen. It's almost like the gate blocker, the guard standing there saying, I don't think so. You're not coming through here. Because fear cancels out your hopes and dreams and visions. It literally is the, the guardian over that. I feel like it stands in your way. So how do you dissolve that? Well, you've got to let go of the fear and the stress. You know, all that worry is creating the cortisol, is creating, it's just this constant thing that goes on and on. And how do we let it go? Well, we turn it over. And I know I've told you all this before, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> release. <laughs> you got to release. And if you haven't truly released, then you could find yourself in a cycle of 
every day when your head hits the pillow, you're worried about the next day. You get up in the morning and your whole commute to work, you're just worried about that day. You know, and then you get home, you're worried about the family situation or you're still thinking about work or whatever it is that's constantly cycling in there is making you sick. So if you're choosing that, you're choosing to shorten your own life potentially. I mean, think of it that way. Even if it's millions or billions of dollars passing through your hands every day, even if it is a life or death cancer battle that you're facing, no matter what it is, even if it's so big, is it bigger than your life? So cancer battle is kind of a funny one because you're probably thinking, well, it is my life. So what do you mean? What I mean is, is having this stress and fear around the diagnosis and is the treatment going to work and all that. Is that feeding the wolf? Is that feeding the dog? (laughs) Right? What are you feeding? It's like you want to feed the part of you that is going to give you the good hormones getting released in your body that can battle this cancer, right? You want to feed the healthy version of yourself, not feed the cancer. So why on earth add stress into the equation? It's like you've seen it before where you're like, okay, like a food pyramid or whatever, and here are all the things you need in certain quantities. Where does stress figure into that? We all know it doesn't figure in. It shouldn't be on it anywhere. No amount of that is needed for your body to be healthy and well. No amount of that is going to make you feel better um, or is going to give you, you know, the positive result that you're looking for with your cancer getting smaller or the you know, that closing that big deal at work or whatever. Stress isn't a part of that equation. As a matter of fact, the outcome becomes closer when you get the stress out of the equation, right? Then all of a sudden, instead of seeing it as a 10-week process, you might have just shortened that time of how long it's going to take you to get to that goal. So it's imperative, really, right? That's the thing that's crazy is like we think of stress as like... uh, I don't know. I I hear people talk about it so casually. And even a doctor, I just came from my doctor's office today. And the way that it was kind of poo-pooed when I mentioned that I've been under some stress, I never am under stress. Like almost never. I don't let a lot of stuff get me. But, um, you know, the loss of my husband and then we had three weeks of a sickness that was, oh my goodness, awful. And you know, it's tax season and I'm still a new business owner and there's the, and there's that. You know, it was like, there was a few things that are pretty major hits that, you know, I haven't fully gotten there on releasing and that still caused me to get a little anxious. You know, when I have two boys, I have to get to, you know, their basketball practice that's 45 minutes away few times a week and I'm sick and trying to drive them there and keep them healthy and all. I mean, that that can create some anxiety that I don't usually have. But it was very quickly poo-pooed. But guess what? I'm a type 1 diabetic. And so with diabetes, stress makes my numbers go high, my blood sugar numbers, which means even if I correct it with insulin, it doesn't come down. Why is that? It's because there's like a chemical um, battle in my body, (laughs) you know, like for even putting in that insulin, it's trying to combat something that is just innately keeping my blood sugar high. So it's almost like a losing battle. And so I was surprised how quickly she just brushed that off and said, oh, well, that number should be so much better, blah, 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 blah. And it's actually a gauge of three months. And and I said, I know, but you're not hearing me. Like I've been under stress for these whole, this whole duration of time. But um, it was very quick to be sort of put down as like not a 
potential contributor to the problem. But that's what really got me thinking on stress because I know these things and I just have to get back to that. I have to get back to remembering to just let it go because the worry does not therefore eliminate the problem, right? What does worry do? It exacerbates the problem. So why would I add that into the equation when there is another alternative? Right after this break, I'll get into it, guys. So I have a grief program called Lost Just Sucks. Grief doesn't have to. And it is a healing accelerator. It is something that I'm helping people with every day to help them get their real smile back, to get off of the grief roller coaster, and have real strategies on how to get into a place where they can actually experience real joy again. And it fills my heart every day just to work with people. Um, I It is by application only, and I am selective about who I allow in because I want to make sure that you can get what you need from my program. So if you are a great fit, you'll be welcomed in. And uh, if you want an application to apply, just give me an email at heather at canyoucurecancer.com and I will send that over to you. And also, if you would just want to request a little bit more information on what the program is, just drop me an email letting me know that as well. All right, guys, back to the show. So how do I tackle the equation of stress without adding the worry into the equation? Sorry, I'm still suffering a little bit from a cold. (laughs) So again, the cold, I'm not stressing it. What I do now is instead of worrying about it and like I have some upcoming things, I really want this cold to have been gone by the time that happens. So a couple ways to look at it, you know, one, you stress out about it, which means you know, you sit and think at night, like, man, am I going to get the, rid of this? Am I even going to be able to participate? Am I going to have to cancel? How much is it going to cost to get my money back for my flight or to exchange flights or blah, 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 you know, all this stuff, right? You could go down that whole train of thought. Or <laughs> on the other side is rest, sleep, good eating, good habits that are going to lead to that speedier recovery. So instead of just, you know, freaking out about it and obsessing over what could happen um, and what that outcome could look like. I've really stopped jumping so far ahead in my life and staying so super present that very much like the guy in that first story, good, bad, who knows, that's kind of my attitude is like this cold could be the answer I've been seeking forever. Me not taking that trip and missing it could end up leading to me meeting somebody amazing. I wouldn't have been in that place that time. You know what I mean? Who knows? That's the part, the who knows. This is the beautiful part. Because if you just embrace it, it's like, wow, this is interesting. Like, I wonder where this is going to take me. It makes the ride really fun. Let me just start with that. Like now when things happen, even if I've had a computer freeze up or whatever, I just kind of laugh and I'm like, all right, so I'll give a great example. Last night, <laughs> I put my kids to bed and my favorite TV show is on <laughs> and I... I'm going to make sure I say this story the right way because it was really hilarious. At some point, I had to like run upstairs to do something with them. I come back down and I'm like, man, where did I put that remote control? Now, I had already put the TV on the channel of the show I really wanted to watch. So that was fine. 
But the TV was so loud because my kids had been trying to listen to something. Well, one kid had been trying to listen to something while the other kid was dribbling a basketball in the next room over. So they had the TV cranked up. Um, and I hadn't had a chance to adjust that yet. I can't find... Now, there's no volume on my television anywhere. So I'm, I need this remote. I went as far as to like try a different television remote to see if it would translate to also being able to, you know, nothing's working. I'm just like at this point, almost to a panic. Like what on earth am I going to do about this? I can't just let the TV be blasting all night and not even be able to turn it off. And I really can't deal with that much TV to have this thing on for the next 12 hours. I'm like, this is, it's got to be somewhere. So now I mean, old me would have stressed a bit. I probably would have been freaking out looking for this thing because I hate losing things. Just a little side note. Lo misplacing and losing things is my pet peeve in life. So I would have been probably pretty bonkers about this. But instead, I was I laughed and I was like, all right, like, where are we going with this? Like, well, there's got to be a reason, right? Something so um, silly almost couldn't be for nothing. So I start looking around. I'm like, you know what? My house is a mess right now. My kids have had me barely dropping my stuff and running out the door every single night. So I'm looking around and I'm like, you know what? There's probably a bill buried on that island I haven't seen because it's been underneath all these things and I need to clean up right now to see that. Something. There's something. So I kind of almost just thank the universe for it. Like it's my way of kind of just being like, all right, thanks. Like, let's see what, what's going on here. Like, I did end up tidying up my house quite a bit. It wasn't clean by any means because I ran out of steam after shortly after I found the remote. But um, no, it did help me to get laundry folded and put away. It helped me to, you know, sort of go through the stuff on the countertops in my kitchen. And like, I definitely got more organized. And a few other things happened and unraveled during that time. And I feel like, any one of those things potentially was the thing I, that needed to happen. You know what I mean? So I was like, get mad about it or just roll with it. Like, yeah, I hate the fact that it was pretty loud and probably keeping my kids awake a lot longer than they needed to last night. But there wasn't anything I could do about it. I mean, I guess I could have unplugged the television, but I wanted to watch the show anyway. And truth be told, they were reading their books and fine. They were going to be fine. But, um... But it's really just how you respond. And like, why did I need to get worked up over it? I didn't. It was just very interesting. Like, all right, what are you trying to show me now? I was like talking to myself, but kind of talking to God, universe, just like, all right, what is it? What are you making me go through this emotion for? There's got to be something. And then the more I've done that, the more these little like idiosyncras idiosyncrasies like pop up, like the more that they, these little funny you know, happenings, they just, they happen all the time to me now. So, I mean, again, like good, bad, who knows? Who knows whether like someone looking at my life would be like, oh my God, you just keep getting hit with all these stupid little things. Like, you know, whatever it may be, it just seems like a bad thing happening, but I just don't see it that way. Like even my doctor saying like, oh, now she wants to see me every three months instead of every six months or whatever that just happened. I could have gotten really frustrated with that, but that's probably for a reason. So I'm kind of like, you know what, maybe in three months there's something she's going to see that she needed to see, or I'll be in that place at that time and I needed to be. So like, why fight it? Why stress about it? I used to stress about every little thing. I was very controlling over my life. I wanted to, you know, if things didn't go according to the way I had expected it to in my brain, that was cause for stress. And 
that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, what? Well, I'm not the one in control. So why am I trying to control it? I'm not writing the book, you know, so occasionally we grab the pen and a few things that we write in happen makes us think we're the author and we're not, you know, so it's like step back release it, allow it to unfold because that next chapter is probably the best to come. And so if you stress yourself out too much, you're just missing the whole ride, that whole book. Like you have literally stressed your way through the whole thing until finally you go, oh, I shouldn't have been fighting that that whole time. Look at this, you know, and then you feel kind of foolish, right? Well, it's too late at that point to look back and undo all the stress and all the damage that the stress has done to your body. So, you know, truly letting it go and just having the faith that it's going to unravel the way that it needs to to give you your best situation. Because again, I come back to a higher power you're placing your trust in. It better be a higher power with your best interest in mind, right? And I believe that. I believe that God does want me to have the best life I can. And he's helping me along the way. And even when his help doesn't come in the form I expect or in the manner I thought it would, that I got to trust that it's still going to unfold, be better than the way I could have painted it. You know, I'm not much of a painter. <laughs> Let's face it, I'm just not. But like, if I really keep trying to just force it to be my way, it's just silly. It's so silly. Um, like give the paintbrush to the person who's the artist, step away. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do is just back off, let somebody else do the work that they're so good at. And you know, me just be me, enjoy it. Be grateful that I get to be like, you know, I kind of am like the canvas or whatever, you know, you get, get excited about that and let it turn into something beautiful instead of just thinking, well, this isn't how it's supposed to be. This isn't how it's supposed to go. You know, like some big deal at work falls through. And like, I mean, look at all these banks right now and what's going on in the banking world. And that could terrify people. But why? What are you stressed out about? You know, is you stressing out about it? Pulling all your money out? Is that going to change anything? No. And even if, like, let's say worst case scenario happens, like there's still, how many times, look at COVID. Perfect, perfect example. Because everybody freaked out. Oh my gosh, this is going to hurt my, you know, all of us small businesses. We're never going to survive this. Oh, come on now. I remember PPP loans like nobody's business because my husband was a banker during the time of COVID. And I know there was huge help to small businesses out there. Loans where you don't have to repay them. Are you kidding me? Like there's, oh, it's going to work out. Just trust it and have faith in it. We get so worried about like, you know, I could lose my job or this could happen. Well, what if you did? If you lost your job, maybe just maybe you're going to end up with something so much better. Or maybe you'll have those six months to spend with your mother before she passes away that you wouldn't have had. Or maybe you'll be driving your kid to school that morning when the bus crashes. Or maybe like you'll be there for their winning point in some, you know, I don't know, but just have faith and then it'll come together and you'll have a better job and you, or you'll move to a different school system where great things happen for your children that wouldn't have happened when you lived in your previous home. So I just keep saying like, we don't have to love the way it sounds or looks or feels like it. Sometimes in the very moment, it's very easy to want to stress because it feels icky. And it usually feels icky when it's just that that narrative didn't line up with yours. 
But if you let it go and know that the person who's doing it, who set it all up, knows better. You know, they get the 50,000 foot overview that you don't get to have. And they know that it's still going to lead you. I mean, imagine if you were above planet Earth and you could see all those little tributaries, like, and where they all come together and everything. Because that's kind of the way I see it. I mean, there's so many of our lives that are being steered by higher power here. But he can see the final outcome of how it will all come together and how you will be blessed by these things happening now. And we can't possibly see that. All we can see is like the now and the next thing, you know? And so that is what we're stressing over when we should just know that it's all going to be fine. You know, when you were a kid, you did get to the point where you were able to sit and relax in the car as your parent drove you from point A to point B and you successfully got there, you know, to the point where you were able to fully release it. And every time you got in the car, there was not this thought of fear and terror and control. And no, we just sort of enjoyed the ride and got to a place where we could look out the window or hold a conversation or, I mean, and that's when the beauty happens, right? The journey, the fun of the ride, and you could just miss it in a blink if you are so stressed out. And then for what? Like, that's the other thing is like, for what? So you stress the whole way about the car ride and, oh no, look out, there's a corner. Oh, stay over here. There's a, this guy's driving in over your lane. Oh no, look out, mom, that guy's coming from the right. Look out, there, I, I just see a bird and it could dive out. Hold on, imagine that. Holy cow. And then when you finally get there, whoa, so was it so much better of a trip because you stressed the whole way? Uh, no, actually the opposite. It was pretty miserable because I was worried the whole time. Right. Well, look at, you know, Timothy over there in the corner who's been like playing with his cars the whole trip and didn't even look out the window. He had a grand old time. <laughs> like, be like Timmy. <laughs> you don't want to be the one that's sitting there holding on to the edge of your seat and, you know, biting your lip over it. Like, for what? <laughs> you know, it didn't make your trip better. It made your trip worse. And the outcome was still the same outcome at the end. Timmy got there at the same time you did. And he had a grand old time and you stressed the whole time. So I know what I'm going to choose from now on. <laughs> For me, it is not going to be a life of stress. It's going to be a life of ease. And every time I catch myself in that moment of getting stressed out, because trust me, I still do when, you know, I'm running late to get somewhere and somebody cuts me off in traffic and then goes 20 miles an hour, I get stressed. But I take a deep breath and I just remind myself Whew, it's for a reason. And for all you know, there's a police officer around that corner and you were going too fast and you were about to get pulled over and get a speeding ticket. Whatever it might have been. Maybe you would have hit a dog that ran out in the road and that would have broken your heart. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just going to relax and I'm going to get there when I get there. And the funniest part is lately I've been late way less. I've been early almost all the time. And I've spent way less time stressing in my car. And I think that's because that other sort of law of nature that, you know, when, when you do release the stress, when you are in a good state of mind and you have positive thoughts, you get the positive outcomes. So what I really wanted and desired was getting there on time. And because I didn't let my, my brain go down the worry hole of like, oh no, this could happen, that could happen, I'm going to be late, we're going to be racing in. I didn't start to paint that picture of that bad outcome I didn't want. Instead, I was seeing in my mind, like, I'm going to get there with ease when I get there. And everything happened with ease. And I got there with time to spare. So 
I don't know, I guess that's the best way I can sort of explain sort of my mindset and how I navigate it all. But I think that when you're enjoying the journey, the best part of it is that's the that's the part that takes up the most time, right? So every little step throughout your day, let's say you're stressed about the commute because you could be late. That's a great example. So that's a good chunk of time that I would have stayed in a state of worry at a time in my day where I'm setting the stage for the rest of the day to unfold. So now I've just set the stage of worry and fear of things not, un- so that's what I'll attract is worry and fear of things not unfolding the way I want them to all day. Is that really the snowball you want to start building and pushing down the hill to build? Because for me, if I'm going to start something as a tiny little snowball that I'm going to start pushing down the hill to gather and build, I want that to be calm and peace and trust and having a little giggle at how the things go because especially when things don't go your way you know when the the 90 year old lady cut me off this morning and was kind of like you know she she flew out in front of me like she had somewhere to be just to like pump the brakes and go you know cruising along I had a laugh and I don't know I'm not always in that state of mind but it's the best because whenever I do do that I'm telling you the next things are always so much better. It's like, you know, I have the little laugh about it and then something good happens. And it's like on the days that I really get heated and stressed and start to, you know, go down that path, it just never, it usually does equate to me being a little late and more stressed out and other things sort of stacking on top and and it can just build really quick from there. But why? I mean, if any, if nothing else, first, I try to remind myself that, like, for instance, this is someone's grandmother. Could be my grandmother. So I try to picture that. You know, you get a little less frustrated when you picture the sweet lady that you love next door or your grandparent or whatever. Um, so maybe you could always imagine that, even if that's the furthest thing from the truth. But Or imagine it's like a 16-year-old child. You know, you can't only be so stressed out when they're being cautious and slow, you know? So you just sometimes got to shift your perspective a little and let it roll. And when it comes to the bigger things, you know, if you are the one that is in charge of a big bank that's about to get closed or things like that, I mean, anybody could say that they have a big, huge thing. And when those big, huge things come, I mean, I can at least say this, if you have been living your whole life with letting the little things roll, uh, well, one, I don't think you're going to find yourself in those shoes of having something major like that fall. But even when it does, at least you have held back your cortisol resolve, uh, reserve rather for the times when things are really bad. You know, you haven't used all that up on the everyday little stuff you shouldn't be sweating. But I do think that if you are of the mindset, you're going to be so much better prepared to roll with those big things. You know, I mean, I've seen a lot of things in business over the years unfold that they don't always make sense. And I'm glad and grateful that we've always learned to roll when things that are crazy happen because it's always served us best. In the end, in hindsight, every time, every time. You know, uh, man, there's a lot I could say on this topic, but it's not all my stuff to share. Some of it was my husband, so I'm always trying to be careful with like, you know, I don't want to share too much about his own career life and things, but um, but yeah, the business world is a whole nother ball game. But I can tell you that still hindsight is such a beautiful gift, and I have no doubt I can speak for him from the grave that 
Sweating the little things probably did shorten his life. And for what, you know? Nothing good came out of the stress and worry. And every time in the end, we looked back and said, oh, that was for the best. I'm so glad that played out that way. But we can never have known back then, you know, and if that's the case, how many times does that have to be thrown in your face before you finally just go, all right, you've got this. I know you're good at this. I know you are the master artist, the best race car driver there is. All right, God, you're good at this stuff. Like, I give it to you. You know, you know what's best for me. I am your child, and I am here for the the ride. I get to, that's the best, right? Don't we all long for our childhood? I know I do. And why? Because it was carefree and fun. Like, we didn't worry about much. You know, we stayed out till dark. We played in the grass and let it rain on our head and bounced in mud puddles, for goodness sakes. It was just great and free and whatever. You didn't worry about anything. And someone else got to carry that worry for you. Like my mom and dad literally carried all the burden of that when I was a kid. I didn't have to worry about a thing. And what would we give to have that as adults? Well, guess what? We still have a father looking out for us who wants to take all our worry away and we want to hold on tight to it. (laughs) What? Like, why? For what purpose are you clinging so tight to being stressed out in this, you know, tough life? Let it go. You've got somebody willing to hold that for you. So give it to them. Be like, yep, Go for it. It doesn't mean sit passively and like say, well, someone else has got the wheel. No, you don't get to do that. But you get to not worry as long as you're taking actions for the betterment of the world, for the betterment of your family, whatever, when you're working hard, then I think if you really release that and trust and have faith, the good stuff will show up. I just think that um, (laughs) a lot of people mistake when people say that, you know, not to fight it and to just not stress means that somehow you get to just be lazy and lay around on your couch and hope that things, you know, just unfold in your favor because you're believing that higher power will take it for you. No, no. We all have to still try to do our part. We still have to follow those, um, you know, the instincts and the, the gut feelings and the hard work and, you know, putting in effort to see things through. And sometimes for some of you guys, you might be like, well, I'm already retired. This doesn't apply to me. Well, yeah, sometimes just opening your door and being brave enough to step outside of it is your current task. (laughs) You know, it could be the very thing that you are sort of refusing to do, you know, just wanting to be in and, and relax and shut the world out might sound more appealing But I'm willing to bet that if you're still here, there's still purpose and you're not going to find it on your couch. (laughs) You know, you got to get out of the house. You got to look out into the world and see what's out there for you still. (laughs) So I encourage you to do that. But anyway, guys, I hope you liked this episode. For me, I just think stress is something we build up to be impossible to achieve, to be stress-free and um, to let that all go. But I don't think it is. I think it is something that can happen in a day. Like, I mean, some people think of it as like, well, I'm gonna have to learn strategies and, you know, I'm gonna work at this. And I actually think the decision can be pretty darn immediate to turn it all over. I mean, I hit my knees. I've told you guys the story before after my husband died and literally said, here it is, God, I'm giving it to you. I had that moment and I had peace from that point on, which is amazing, right? That is in and of itself a cool um, happening and and way that it can unfold, but it, it can be very immediate when you 
really truly mean what you say and are willing to place it at his feet and walk away. <laughs> Stop trying to then grab the steering wheel back. You don't need it. You don't want it. <laughs> You're going to love the life you have more when you are able to walk away and brush your hands and be free. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to me again and all my crazy ramblings, but I appreciate you more than you know. So I hope you come back again next week. Bye guys.